Oh, it's one of my favorite, favorite tunes. It's called Crisis and performed by Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers all the way back in 1961 uh, for their album Mosaic. This is a historic album. And if I were empowered to pass a law, I'd pass a law that every household ought to have that album. This is Elite Stories. I'm Eutrice Lead. And we're taking a slight detour from our regular path today. Although it's not a detour. It's, it's on the same path, but... It's going to be more esoteric, I think, our discussion today. Because I want to ask, do you think there's a need? Well, that I shouldn't pose a question that way. There is a need for a new political mindset and a new activism, it seems to me. I can't believe... Some of the, the, the issues that have been raised in the past couple of days, actually, and we're still trying to figure out what we ought to do, what we ought to be thinking. There's only one thing to think. We simply can't continue doing what we've been doing because we will continue getting what we've been getting. For example... 65 years, you know, is it, is it, am I being unreasonable here? 65 years have passed. More than 200 attempts to pass an anti-lynching bill. This, of course, on the heels of the horrific lynching of Emmett Till in 1955. 65 years later, more than 200 efforts, separate efforts made to get this thing done. And it still hasn't been done. Why? Because Congress decides what gets done, and because it dismisses the black and brown members out of hand anyway, they don't pay attention to that. And this has been, this went on for 65 years after Emmett Till's lynching. Is this acceptable? And people still belong to the Democratic Party? And they still vote Democratic and they're proud of it? Shouldn't the Democratic Party by this time be referred to in the past tense? It should be totally outside of our consciousness, we should have destroyed that party on the basis of that alone? What is, what is wrong here? We have to beg and plead and we have to, to, to really lower ourselves as a group, as a racial group to say, can you please find it in your heart to pass this small bit of protection so that when it happens again, we will have a little weapon to fight with in a court. I think that's an abomination. I think that is an indictment of the party and of this whole system. that people had to spend 65 years 
lobbying for the passage of what is so logical, so normal, so, I guess, it is, it is something that can't, you can't imagine that people would be opposed to that. And still, it hasn't been passed, really. There's hemming and hawing. Over this alone, over this alone, the Democratic Party should be destroyed. If blacks decided this cannot be tolerated, we will not be, uh, tolerate this at all. We will not put up with this. We're out. Form another party or go to another party. But the Democratic Party would not get a single black vote ever, even if it chooses to pass that legislation now. It's too late. You've shown your cards. That's evil. That is worse than the bigotry that they were fighting. And here we are as a nation, everybody's all calm. Well, you know, Congress has its own way of operating, and they needed to uh, talk a little more and reason with each other. What, what is that? I don't want to hear that. The Democratic Party, over this alone, should be destroyed. It serves no purpose. If you, after 65 years, can't get this, this piece of legislation passed, there's no hope. Not with you. Move on to something else. Create something else. Align yourself with something else that honors your existence, that honors its duty to serve the citizens of this nation, and especially those citizens. Every, you, you, you force a family for 65 years to live with this obscenity. And you call this legislating. It's buffoonery. It's stupidity. And black people on this alone, just, you don't have to worry about anything else. Just on this issue alone, leave the party. Leave the party. It is of no use to you. Go somewhere else. Start something new. Or stay out of politics altogether. Whatever you choose to do. But this continued alliance with the Democratic Party should not exist. And the nerve of these people to attempt to explain. Because there is, there is an explanation, you see. How hard it had to work, how difficult it was, how challenging. And obviously the intent was not that this legislation should benefit Emmett Till. He was dead and gone. And in his name, in his memory, for future generations, and not just for him, but for anybody, all people, the effort was made time and again to fortify legislation so that 
people just won't get away with lynching, summarily dispatching people from the earth in the most heinous way. Two hundred attempts failed. What does that say about our country? What does it say about the legislative process? What does it say about the power of the presidency? What does it say about Congress? And in the end, what does it say about each of us? How dare we say that we are concerned, that we want justice. People born the year that Emmett Till was killed are themselves, many of them, dead now. So it certainly is not benefiting them. We have an appalling appetite for self-degradation, it seems to me. No other ethnic community would tolerate this level of disrespect. And just continue life. You know, it's, it's hard, but we tried and it didn't work, so we're sticking with the Democratic Party. If I had it in my power, I'd assemble every single member of the Democratic Party in front of Congress and flog them. You don't deserve another vote for the rest of your life. You see, we take these things very casually and we, we, we consign it to the providence. It wasn't in the cards for us for 65 years. We just need to be a little more patient. We just need to wait a little longer, work a little harder. Give this 400 more tries. And see, I think we'll get somewhere. That is the kind of thinking that is fatal, fatal to our aggregate progress. I don't know any other ethnic group here or any place else that is content to know that an effort that began in 1955 and it's simply about the logic of enacting legislation to protect possible future victims. And you can't get that done. Sixty-five years and you can't get that done. And this party to which you pledge your allegiance and give your support is, uh, you know, giving us stupid answers. Stupid. Useless. How we should now commiserate with them because it was so hard. They made an effort and it didn't work for 65 years. And there's nobody in the streets. There's nobody who, who's saying, I'm not putting up with this. This is sacrilege. This defies 
any kind of claim you can make that you support the African-American community that supports you. And this is a matter of justice for all people. And you can't get that done? Destroy the party. Find something new. Move away from it. Get something else that serves, that understands what representative politics is supposed to be. All kinds of excuses, all kinds of complications. No, it's a very simple thing. White people filled with hate, murdered Emmett Till out of hatred, just plain hatred, undiluted hatred. And in the name of future victims, possible victims, you can say we're making a sincere effort that this will not happen again, or if it does, there will be a heavy price to pay. And you make it so that it would be an unattractive proposition for anybody considering doing this kind of crime. And you can't get that done. You can't get that done. Who needs you? Who needs you and your party and, and all of your excuses? You should be ashamed. You should be chased out of Congress. Your neighbors should stop talking to you. You should be a pariah in any community where you live. We're playing games. We, the public. Well, it didn't work this time. We'll try harder next time it will work. Are you kidding me? Our resolution should be clear. There will be no next time. You've had 65 years of next time. You can't get it done. It means you can't get it done. Get out. And let's get somebody who can do it, or who has the capacity even to do it. Put on your suit or your nice dress, and you're, you're, you're strutting because you're an elected official. And I want to ask you just one question. Did you pass? the legislation prohibiting or making it illegal for the past century. This has been a priority item. Banning lynching in the United States of America. Did you win that fight? Did you even try to win that fight? I am going to make my decision, and I hope all black communities especially, not only because this is a human rights issue, but as usual, blacks bear the burden of carrying it. This is where the white community should show, especially in Congress, should show its consciousness that didn't and doesn't. Despite the fact that you depend in many cases for the black vote.
and the Latino vote. It is reprehensible that more than a century, for more than a century, this legislation has been pending because lynching occurred according to the history books themselves before Emmett Lynch, Emmett Till was lynched. Long before. It was routine. Any white person could kill any black person and it wouldn't be a problem. Blacks are deluding themselves to think, whoa, we've made progress. We can walk down Broadway and not be lynched. You're a fool if you think that. Black legislators who should be just obsessed with this piece of legislation. and will settle for nothing less than the passage of this legislation. They're still going to Congress every day. They get a check. They have a title. They're doing well. More than a century has passed since people have been fighting for this legislation. And the latest result is the same result as the beginning of this fight. Nothing has happened. And people aren't angry. Uh, life goes on. And, you know, they still do their thing. And it was unfortunate, yes, they recall it, many of them, because it was during their time that Emmett Till was killed in 1955. Some were just born, but they know of the significance of this case and the absolute necessity for legal protection under the law, recourse. They failed again, failed. I'm asking you, is it acceptable to you? And if it's not acceptable to you, what are you gonna do about it? Are you going to do about it? I'll cool down during this break and I'll come back to your answers. That's the first part of the question of the program today. That's the first question. There's another question. But I don't want too much time to go between both questions before I hear from you. 888-874-4888. Right after this break, we come back and get down to business. Yes, indeed, it's a crisis, and they're calling out. They're calling out. Art Blakey and the musicians of the, the jazz messengers calling out, reminding us, even musically, to become alert there's a crisis. In the case of African Americans, it's a continuing crisis. And I'm drawing attention to the fact that it is intolerable, inexplicable and intolerable that 65 years after the killing, the lynching of Emmett Till there is no real protection. There is no 
address of that situation, a definitive statement made on the law that this will not be tolerated in this country. Marcus from Wisconsin, you're on the air. Hello, Marcus. Are you there? Okay, Jackie from Brooklyn, you're on the air. Okay, then we move on. Jeremiah from Harlem, you're on the air. Can you hear me, Utrice? Can I? I certainly can. Oh, great. Okay. So, uh, yeah, first of all, I wanted to really quickly, I don't want to digress, but I just want to respond quickly to um, to Henry from Chicago who addressed me yesterday, and I just want to say that he's absolutely correct in his points um, regarding Ukraine and the level of Nazi infiltration in their government, um, which is startling. Uh, but maybe I'll address that on Friday. I don't want to digress, but I heard his comments, and I, and I want to say that I've, I've done some more research along the lines of what he was mentioning. He's absolutely correct. Um, but in regard to what you're saying so passionately today, Utrice, um, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that, you know, the political parties, and I, I'm reluctant to say parties, because I've speculated for many years now that the Democratic and Republican parties are one party pretending to be two parties. Because if you uh, yes. wanted, I know it you're sounds funny, but right. I really believe that. Look, if you're a powerful person, you have things under control as well as you can. You have a security system. You have a moat if you need a moat. You have a helicopter if you need a helicopter to get airlifted from the location. The rich and the powerful do not leave things to chance and the happenstance. They like things under control. And if you can put on a simple dog and pony show, if you can say, oh, well, here's an elephant and here's a donkey, and people will go along with this, and they'll watch this soap opera-style presentation of their politics, well, you know, that's pretty simple. I mean, one party pretending to be two, and then no matter who wins, the party wins. You know, and this reminds me of sort of my personal... Um, rules and regarding, uh, you know, my, my relationship just with people in general, with friends, with acquaintances, with family members, is I'm a very forgiving person. I consider myself a loving person. I try not to be a judgmental person outside of the judgments that I need for my daily survival. I try to, you know, live and let live. But when someone has transgressed in a dangerous way, then I don't want to be around you then I want to distance myself from you. You know, we can have different tastes in music. We could have different tastes in comedy, what have you. But if you do something dangerous that indicates you don't have regard for my well-being and that I'm actually at risk if I'm with you, those are the friends that I don't want to interact with anymore. And that's where we are as far as I'm concerned with the supposed lesser of two evils in the Democratic Party. Their transgressions are so repeated now that, um, you know, I would be quite a fool to get conned into uh, their politics anymore. You know, I'm looking at various third parties that maybe I could get involved with on a local level, and there's always just community activism, the democratic process that can just happen within community organizations and affinity groups. But let's stop kidding ourselves and let's start collaborating with our enemy um, because they function as our enemies. They've attacked us and our well-being through their various policies and lack of policies. And, um, you know, I just I, I couldn't agree with what you're saying anymore. I think we really need to have the courage to step out of the cycle of manipulation and violence. And it, all these things apply especially for black people. I mean, they apply for for all people and certainly all oppressed groups. But, you know, I just have to say that the, the movement for civil rights, the movement for the basic human rights of black people has been at the forefront of the global human rights movement in many respects. It's been a, an example of inspiration 
to different people in different parts of the world. A lot of the, the sentiment, a lot of the culture of resistance comes from the movement of African people in this hemisphere for dignity and self-determination. So, you know, of course, the Native Americans have a very strong case, too. I couldn't argue with the Native American speaking up on behalf of their own people's rights and dignity. But, you know, I have to say, for all these various special interest groups, I think it's okay for black people to say, you know what? Please don't cut me in line. I'm first in line um, as far as getting my my issues addressed. Because sort of like the racism that happens when a black person goes to a store and everybody in the store is getting served except you. And you're like, hey, I'm a customer too. I'd like to place my order. I'd like to purchase this over here. And somehow you keep getting bumped to the back of the list. And um, that's what's been going on with black people for, you know, all of modern political history, as far as I could tell. Well, some we need to send a signal that we, we got the message a long time ago. And even so, extended the deadline because there is no intention to ruin it for black elected officials and so forth. But she's 65 years to get a piece of legislation done. And all you could tell me is how difficult and, and uh, how technical it is. And, you know, I don't want to hear that. 65 years is 65 years. Thanks for calling in well, and contributing. Thank you. Uh, Marcus from Wisconsin, you're on the air. Uh, thank you, Teresa. I, I don't know how I got cut off. But um, anyway, thank you for bringing this up. This is the vitally important discussion. And I'd like to contribute this view of what I think is one of the important foundational blocks of what we're missing and why we keep living out Einstein's dictum that the definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and over and expect a different result. Um, it's, there's a very important idea in social science, a formulation called time binding. And, and what it means is the ability of one generation to pass along the accumulated knowledge, wisdom, and experience of the previous to, to the next generation. And this is what the working class of all colors globally are denied. The, the rich do this very well. If, if you go to, you know, one of the rich boarding schools for little kids or one of the elite universities where presidents come from, and I'm not talking about Harvard and Yale, I'm talking about Groton, Lawrenceville, these are the places, you see. <laughs> and, and they are taught time binding. They are taught from a very early age that when they grow up, they are going to inherit the reins of power. They are going to have responsibility, and their main job is to manage people. Now, the working class is taught, just get to the weekend. And when you get to the weekend, destroy yourself. And then try to piece yourself back together for your, for your work grind for the next five weeks and save your money and invest in all, you know, houses and cars and wives and jobs and husbands and all that stuff. That's supposed to be living. Okay. okay. So what you end up with is a public that is literally unsane. It, it's a mess. We're in such a vicious semantic circle. Our education, our systems, our institutions are all distorted by our lack of time binding because we're always, we always have a fresh generation of suckers who are completely vulnerable to very sophisticated propaganda very sophisticated long-term planning by the elect 
And uh, so their morbid reactions, the morbid reactions of powerful individuals are forced on the masses, and we end up being ruled internally by our adoption of these morbid products, and it completely destroys our nervous systems. So, you know, our hysterias, our wars, our political and religious propaganda, and very often uh, commercial advertisement. This this is usually the mechanism. It doesn't take much imagination to see that commercial psychology, you know, industrial psychology, as it's called, is exemplified by theories. So what Americans think without articulating it is that wisdom is means selfishness, animal cunning, if you can get away with concealing real facts, you know, sense gratification. And this produces a verbal, a semantic environment that we all discuss in without admitting what it is. Naturally, children pick up on our slogans, you can't fight City Hall, all that kind of stuff. And But you know, Moses, I hate to cut you off, but I'm saying... What you are outlining here is very important to understand, and I appreciate it. But I am at a fundamental, I couldn't be more fundamental in my view than I have been. Mm -hmm. 65 years is enough time to show that you you are doing the work and have done the work. There is no reason that suffices. I don't care what kind of argument that people put up. No. To have a piece of legislation not passed for 65 years and more than 200 efforts, and it's still not passed, and it continues. What is the answer there? What is the problem? It's the same with, you know, malaria or a germ disease. You can't eliminate it if we preserve the source of the infection. And the source of the infection is uh, uh, the example you gave of Emmett Till. Black Americans don't understand today what black Americans understood immediately after Emmett Till. Because that's what led to, to the civil rights movement, awareness like that, and their ability to transmit it to each other and to future generations. That has been wiped out. That's the question. How do we preserve these lessons we've already learned before uh, in the civil rights movement, in the labor movement, in the women's movement, that because we don't have control of even our own speech and ideas, we can't transmit them to the people in, in generations, in the in, in immediate generations, who have the capacity to do something about it and be our allies. So we preserve oh. the infection. Go ahead. Finish your sentence. So we preserve the infection that allows us to forget what we assume we know. You're assuming that over that people uh, who are responsible for making this legislation have the awareness that they had 60 years ago after it happened. They don't. They simply don't. That's just empty gab to them. We have no way of you know what My feeling is about this now, if, if they really don't know this... They don't. Then they shouldn't be in office. Plain and simple. Exactly. But that doesn't they shouldn't stop us from be putting in them office, there. Period. They, they are they, they, they're useless in that case. Right. Thank but, you, Marcus. We put Thank them you for there. calling in. Thank, Thank you. you. Jackie from Brooklyn, you're on the air. Hi, good afternoon to you good and afternoon. the Lutheran family. Thank you for your fire. 
I agree wholeheartedly <laughs> in what you're saying, and I, I'm on fire too. But I disagree respectfully in some points that Marcus is making. Because first of all, the whole issue of lynching, this goes all the way back to Ida B. Wells is the first person that I know of historically that brought this whole issue of lynching of people of color where she tried, she launched a national campaign as a journalist to bring to awareness the issue of lynching when her own friends and loved ones were lynched. And then uh, she had a newspaper and they came to her office to lynch her. So this is not, um, it, it goes way beyond uh, Emmett Till, but I, I give all, you know, respect to his mother because she wouldn't allow his coffin to be closed. She wanted people to see what racism and violence looks like. So even Ida B. Wells was aware, brought it to the nation's attention. Uh, we also had people historically down through the history of this United States uh, talking about the issue of lynching, the horrors of the attacks upon our people. Additionally, this young man, uh, Brian Stevenson, he opened up a lynching museum. So now there's no, absolutely, I agree with you, if the elected officials are not aware of it, then they have a duty to read and be informed. They shouldn't even be in any elected office if they don't even know their history, they don't know the genesis of all of this lynching, which originally came out of the slave code. So we won't go back any further than the slave codes. But I'm going to talk about Ida B. Wells. I already mentioned her, the Slave Museum. And now I'm going to bring it forward. I'm going to talk to you about the Kings County Democratic Organization. I live in Brooklyn, New York. And the political atmosphere and landscape is controlled by the Democratic, Kings County Democratic Party. And there are so many people who line up to kiss the rings of these so-called leaders. I don't want to mention any names, but these people who vie to become judges and elected officials and congresspersons and DAs and Kings County uh, Democratic Party leaders, all this stuff is controlled by a handful of people. And as I know personally, many people who have tried to form political parties, buck the system, and their own Kings County Democratic Party. Um, they sabotaged their petitions to get on the ballot. They, uh, one case, the person went all the way up to Albany as far as trying to get this third party on, and their own Democratic uh, organization undermined it, this person, okay? And all of the people involved most of the time are people of color. Not all of them, but most of them. Uh, how about the woman who ran in, I think it was Buffalo, upstate somewhere, she ran and she got the popular vote, but the Democratic organization put back in through the manipulation of the elections. The same person had been mayor there for years who did nothing. So I have, I feel very strongly like you do about all of this. But some basic points that if they would give up these parties and these conferences and these, uh, I have nothing against sororities and fraternities, but the emphasis is on too much socialization, lack of historical understanding, no activism whatsoever. And this is, I agree with you, if they're not going to do anything, they should have been gone 55 years ago. So that's my take on it today. Thank you, and amen. Thank you. Ed from Queens, you're on the air. Yeah, how are you doing, Patrice? Okay, Ed, how are you? I'm like you. I'm like you. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've heard a lot of people talk. The bottom line is all, all of this historical passing, lynching is wrong. And if it took the Congress, if it took this government apparatus that long to realize it and to pass legislation and still not, we should have figured this thing out a long time ago. The Democratic, the Repo this system is not for us. And until we accept that and do what is necessary to buck this system, we're going to get the same results. The Dred Scott decision is still on the books, even though it's been overturned. This country has never looked at my people as being people. And this is, and this is just the icing on the cake. This, this country was made by us. 
this country owes its wealth and its and its geopolitical dominance because of the blood, sweat, and tears of African American people, and they still have not acknowledged us as being people, as being citizens, as being no, little more than chattel. And, and, and all the other stuff that people are saying is BS. It's time to get mad and get even with this government. Politicians should be afraid of the electorate, and they're not. And, and, and politicians work for you. You don't work for them. And once that idea is cast in the hearts and minds of people, then we'll see a change. Is it possible, given, as I said, 50, 65 years, sorry, since the legislation was even put forward, and up to now, no results. Is it possible to say that they shouldn't be in office? If, if you can't get this done, you can't get you can't represent me. That should have been a long time ago. Malcolm said it. You know, the, the, the Democrat, the Dixiecrat, they're all the same. They're all the same. They're all cut from the same cloth. They're all the same thing. I mean, there isn't any political difference between these two parties, and they service the rich and the powerful, and they've always been against the African-American in this country, the Negro problem. Like I said, the Dred Scott decision is still on the books, and, and, and that should have been struck off years ago. They don't look at us as human, and it isn't in their legislation, it isn't in their, it isn't in their policies, and it isn't in their hearts. And that's why we have this problem. And, and until, we, until we develop community, until we develop the and realize the power of community, the power of people, like you said it yourself. No other ethnic group would have stood for this. Let the Hasidim, let the Chinese, let, let, let any other ethnic group you can think of if they would stand for this. Come on, it's ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. If the, it came down to this, a challenge, a direct challenge to those in office that the audit, your audit looks really bad. And on the basis of our audit of your performance, we're going to, we're going to fight you. We're going to remove you from office. Or we're going to remove ourselves from this party and start something new. Which way would you be leaning? I We need to remove ourselves from the system. Starting with parties, starting with this whole this whole system is flawed. From the electoral process to the governmental to, to, to the to the machinations of this government, this whole system is flawed. It'll start by removing ourselves from the political process totally, economically, socially, and physically. But it takes a commitment to do that, and it's going to take it's going to take a a, a period of time to do that. But we got to start someplace. These people, this government has no respect for my people. It doesn't. It showed itself time and time again through redlining, through, 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 this, through this lack of decision, through, through, through historical precedence. This government has had a systematic vendetta against the African-American people. And African-American people need to wake up and realize, hey, this ain't for us. This ain't for us, and we got to make that an ethnic group. Could you think of an ethnic group that comes close to emulating what you're talking about and has been successful in terms of what they define as important to them and what, in fact, they have caused to happen. Historically, I mean, you can look at the Irish, you can look at the Italians, uh, recently in New York, the Hasidic community, the Chinese community, the East Asian community. I mean, these people, the Dacita community has their own police force. They have their own ambulance. I mean, come on. You, you remember Gavin Cato? You, you, you oh, remember yeah. Crown Heights? Come on. Did you, did there are clear examples of ethnic communities establishing themselves. and I remember, I was in Crown Heights when that happened. And I remember when the Hasidim surrounded the, the precinct and how the white church yeah. came out and spoke to them. They surrounded the precinct. No guns were fired. No police came out blazing with glory. The white church came out and talked to me. That's respect. And that's what we need to get. 
And even in so-called you know, pacifist communities, like the Amish, you can see a direct confrontation from time to time with systems. They don't back down. No. But they prevail. Well, they're self-sufficient and they're self-sustaining. And, and they stand they stand on their commonality and they stand on their unity. And that's what we don't do, I'm sorry to say. We don't stand on our commonality, we don't stand on a common goal, and we don't stand unified. You know, I mean, you can talk all you want about the power elite and the powers of being the devil's men, but the bottom line is a few people get together and, 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 and put down the law, the law will be maintained because conflict is bad for business. And that's in America, business is business. You start interrupting the business part of America, you start showing your unity and your power, they're going to respect you. You're going to force them to respect you. Power can seize nothing without a demand. And we don't demand anything. We ask. We cajole. We plead. Demand. And if you don't give it to me, then you're going to feel pain. Well, tomorrow, that's the second part of today's program, we'll do tomorrow, uh, with respect to Biden literally recognizing that uh, the need for oil could be satisfied by one Nicolas Maduro of Venezuela. Oh, yeah. Except there are some problems there. <laughs> and we'll talk about that tomorrow. Yeah. Well, Papa Biden Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it's interesting. Thank you very much, everyone, for contributing today. But you're right. I'm on fire about this because I think it is completely unacceptable. And we have to make that known. This is not acceptable. And we are not. In the names of people who have died, who have been killed, who have been lynched, we owe it to them to stand up at this time and voice an opinion. Thanks so much. We'll come back to each other again tomorrow. God willing, as Maya Angelou says, God willing and the creek don't rise. Bye-bye.